are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Valentine's Day Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. BYU basketball sets a program record for three-pointers made in a win over Loyola Marymount. We'll break that down for you, share some thoughts on that game. Also talk about some BYU football and other news when it comes to BYU sports in the listener mailbag. Answer some of the questions that have been sent to us this week. And obviously catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do right here on Locked On Cougars. Of course, today is Valentine's Day. Our our sponsor of today's show is Spavia. They've got great last-minute gifts for your Valentine if you haven't done so already. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for February 14th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for downloading this daily podcast. I'll focus on the BYU Cougars with Locked On Cougars. If you're new to the show, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all of the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day. Nice, tidy package, under 30 minutes, catch up on everything of the daily he- headlines when it comes to the BYU Cougars. And this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Store. So make sure you subscribe, download the show. That way you never miss an episode when you're subscribed to it. And also make sure to also follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked on Cougars. Love to hear from you guys. Get your interaction with the show on social media as well. Kicking off the show today, let's talk some BYU basketball. The Cougars went to Los Angeles, California late night last night, 9 o'clock tip-off here along the Wasatch Front. But the Cougars Man, were they hot from beyond the arc. Despite a slow start, they end up rolling to a 77-54 victory over, over Loyola Marymount. And I thought it was a pretty impressive win for BYU, all things considered. Alex Barcelo hit six of eight three-pointers to lead BYU with 18 points in the win. And the Cougars, as a program, set a program record for three-pointers made in a game with 18 in the victory. Very impressive win for the Cougars. There's no doubt about it. They went on the road, and obviously playing on the road is different than playing at home, and Loyola Marymount's been a place that BYU traditionally has struggled at in the past, and the Cougars just took care of business. They went out there despite the slow start and just rolled to a victory, and I don't think that uh, you can downgrade anything BYU did in this game, in all honesty, because I just felt like they came out despite a slow start for both teams, because both teams didn't score, was it 8-6 to six in the first six minutes? Yeah, 8-6 for LMU in the lead six minutes into the game. Game, but BYU from there gets going. They score 71 more points and win it by almost win by over 20 points. That's an impressive victory for BYU. Loyola Marymount is one of the worst teams in the West Coast Conference. You expected BYU would go in there and take care of business. They couldn't afford a loss to a program of this caliber and credit to them. They just went in and took care of business and, and won this game. And when you're making threes from such uh, at such a high clip from beyond the arc, it's hard to lose games. And BYU right now features three of the best three-point shooters in the country. Uh, speaking of Connor Harding, Jake Toulson, as well as Alex Barcelo, who led BYU last night. When BYU is making threes like they're making this season, they're going to be hard to beat. And that's why guys like Jay Bielus, and I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday, but Jay Bielus has his uh, top 68. He calls it a what does he call it? The college basketball rankings that he does. I don't remember what the name of it is, but 
He actually tagged BYU as one of the teams he thinks could be a Sweet 16 contender, ranked number 28 overall in his rankings. And this is what he had to say about BYU. He says the Cougars are senior dominated, and that's always a difficult proposition for opponents in March. With Yoli Childs up front and TJ Hawes and Jake Toulson in the backcourt, the Cougars are going to be an NCAA are going to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2015 and have a good chance to do some damage once they get there. And the reason why they have a chance to do damage is because if you can hit the three in an NCAA tournament, you can win games over teams that may be vastly uh, more talented than yourselves and that's the great equalizer we've seen programs in the past I can think back to the Ali Farokmanesh Northern Illinois team not Northern Illinois Northern Iowa teams that just dropped threes from all over the place and that led them to win games BYU is one of the top three-point shooting teams in the entire country and right now I wouldn't count them out of any game regardless of opponent if they're able to hit the three at a high clip a guy like Yuli Childs has really balanced BYU's offense in addition his ability to play inside out uh, is very very advantageous for BYU I think right now the Cougars on track for a single digit seed not saying like a one two or three or four seed but if they can get a seven seed that's a fantastic fantastic seed for BYU especially coming out of the West Coast Conference which traditionally has been downgraded by a lot of prognosticators just due to the overall weak nature of the conference this year uh, the West Coast Conference I don't know how many people noted this as well four teams in the West Coast Conference have 20 plus overall wins on the season. That would be speaking of Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, and Pacific. It looks like teams like San Francisco probably will get to the 20 win threshold before the season is over as well. So it's been a good year overall for the West Coast Conference, but the bottom tier of the conference, speaking of Loyola Marymount and BYU's opponent tomorrow in San Diego, well, you got to go take care of business against those opponents because they are not the same caliber that they used to be. San Diego is a far cry from what they were a year ago with a senior dominated team in their own right that absolutely smoked BYU in the West Coast Conference Tournament. I'm expecting the Cougars to go to the Slim Gym. We also know it as Jenny Craig Pavilion tomorrow in San Diego and just roll to a victory there. I don't see any reason why they should struggle down there in San Diego. It's just not the type of game that BYU should have trouble with. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Pacific Time there in San Diego. It will be live on the CBS Sports Network with audio broadcasts available on the BYU Radio and BYU Sports Network up and down your radio dial as well. And I think the cool thing about BYU, if you guys haven't noticed this, is in the final four or five games of the season here for BYU, not a single one of them is on BYU TV. Granted, CBS Sports Network is less distributed than BYU TV, but the national respect I think BYU has garnered with their run towards towards the NCAA tournament, they've got some eyeballs on them, and that's the good news if you're a BYU fan. So the Cougars, 20 wins on the season. It's a threshold, I think, for a good season overall, but even more importantly, they are absolutely firming up the at-large bid that they've been hoping for for five years now. BYU fans have been just thirsting for BYU to get back to the NCAA tournament and everything looks like it's smooth sailing ahead you got a difficult game against Gonzaga at home a week from tomorrow obviously the biggest game remaining on your schedule but you cannot afford a loss at San Diego tomorrow you can't go to Pepperdine in the regular season finale two weeks out and lose that game Gonzaga is really the only game that you can afford to lose at this point for BYU and expect to have a pretty good seed in the NCAA tournament and I wouldn't count BYU out from beating Gonzaga that's just my thought a week out from that game but 
that tomorrow you got to take care of business if you're BYU. You can't go cold shooting in the Slim Jim and expect to win that game, I don't think. you got to go in there with the same confidence, the same uh, vigor, and just go in there and shoot the ball. And uh, they do what they did against Loyola Marymount, speaking of BYU, what they did last night. The Cougars should be just fine against San Diego tomorrow and should be coming back to BYU with 21 wins on the season and looking to notch a big-time upset and really solidify themselves with a win over Gonzaga potentially next Saturday. So fun times if you're a BYU basketball fan. There's no doubt about it. I do uh, wonder about Dalton Nixon. Just one last thought on that. I'm surprised he didn't suffer a major, major injury. Granted, uh, Mark Pope in the postgame asked for prayers for Dalton Nixon. I don't know how much of that was him just being himself, kind of the nature that he is, and how, how serious he was about it. But it did look like a serious injury when it first happened. Speaking of Dalton Nixon getting tangled up with the stanchion there in uh, at LMU, but I'm hopeful that he's not out for a long term because he's the type of guy, he's that uh, just the consummate, backup big slash heart and soul player that BYU needs to have success this season. He's been shooting the three at an extremely high clip and you hope he's not seriously injured and he's back on the court in short order. Of course, we'll keep an eye on that and lead up to the game tomorrow night. All right, we'll switch gears here, get to our mailbag here in just a minute, talk some BYU football and other notes when it comes to the Cougars from you guys who have weighed in with your thoughts this week on the podcast. We'll get to that next. Before we do that, though, today is Valentine's Day, guys. If you have not gotten your gifts already, well, I... My condolences go out to you. That's first off. Uh, but one thing I can help you out is our good friends over at Spavia in Sandy. They're at 10261 South State Street in Sandy, Utah. And they've got great deals if you need a last-minute Valentine's Day gift to make things right with your significant other. They offer couples massages, every type of massage you can think of, sports massages, deep tissue, hot stone, more of your traditional massages. They've got everything you'd want, facials. Everything a luxury five-star spa has, Spavia is offering to anybody and everybody. They have great package discounts. They've got gifts with purchases, but right now the best deal they're offering is exclusive to Locked On Cougars listeners, and that is if you buy two gift cards, you get a third of equal value on Spavia. So you buy two $50 gift cards, you get a a third $50 gift card for free. It's a great deal, the best deal you will find. You can give Spavia a call. They'll take care of you. 801-424-7566. Mention you're a Locked On Cougars listener, and they'll put together the perfect package for your special Valentine, especially last minute as it is Valentine's Day today, guys. Score points with your Valentine and give the gift of ultimate relaxation and pampering. Give the gift of Spavia. Give them a call, 801-424-7566, or stop by 10261 South State Street in Sandy. That's Spavia, proud partner of Locked On Cougars. All right, guys, I'll get to some of your questions that you've sent in to us on social media, via email, etc. You can do that. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're on uh, on social media, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. The DMs are open on both LockedOnCougars and my personal Twitter feeds. If you want to uh, direct message us with your questions, you always can just tweet at us, at LockedOnCougars, at Jacob C. Hatch. Use this hashtag LOC, which stands for LockedOnCougars. And also, you can email the 
the show. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Love to hear from you guys. Actually, I had an email sent to us this week. We'll start off the mailbag with that. It comes in from Tim, who sent in a question. He was asking more about the Chaz Ayu situation overall, but he asked, hey, Jake, what is the update on Neil Pau's status? Obviously, Neil Pau was uh, arrested on suspicion of DUI last summer, has been suspended from the program, redshirted the past season. He wanted to know what is Neil Pau's status. I think this question has been sent in a couple of different times. and uh, So let's let's update you on that. In that regard, with regards to Neil Pau, everything I have heard is he's on track to be cleared to play for BYU this coming fall. Does that mean he'll participate in spring ball to a large degree? I don't know that part of the equation. We'll find out here in a couple of weeks when spring ball begins. March 2nd is when it's scheduled to begin. The entire month of March essentially will be spring ball for BYU football. And we'll be sure to track and see if Neil Pau is out there. The good news is with regards to Neil Pau is everything I've heard is he has been doing everything that he has to do to get back onto the field. He has been willing to work to get himself back in the good graces with the football program, deal with his legal situation that he has for himself, but just make sure everything is taken care of so that when he gets back onto the field, he is full go. Uh, In talking with some people around the football program, I got a tip last fall, this past fall, I guess I should say, with regards to Pau saying that he has been a man amongst boys on the scout team this fall and has just been absolutely phenomenal. I don't know whether that means he's going to come out and really rock the world and really surprise people, but everything I have heard is he is in the best shape of his life. He's been working extremely hard to get himself back onto the field, and it sounds like it was a redshirt year that, of course, was mandated due to the suspension he was that was imposed on him for being arrested uh, on suspicion of DUI last summer. But more importantly, he has gotten himself back into the good graces with the football program. It sounds like the school is working with him, the honor code, et cetera, to get everything resolved in that regard. And if Neil Pau is as good as people have been talking about him being on the scout team this year, we're talking beating BYU's first team defense with regularity on multiple routes, making BYU's cornerbacks just look silly, just being that that kind of that terror that you want to see on a guy on the practice squad who you feel like can really be a breakout star when they finally get their opportunity. Well, it sounds like Neil Pau is just that. And I, as I said yesterday on the podcast with regards to Chaz Ayu, you hope a guy like Neil Pau, if Chaz decides to remain with the BYU football program, Pau can take him under his arm and say, hey, I understand where you're at. I was in the same situation not even a year ago. Here's what you need to do, etc. I hope that that is the situation that is playing out. It's it's sad, honestly, to see a guy like Chaz Ayu be lost uh, due to a, a mistake that he made, but it looks like everything the precedent is he will probably miss this upcoming season for BYU, and here's hoping that he can get everything in his life straightened out. And I think a guy like Neil Pau, who has been through this, really can kind of be a guy to guide Chaz Ayu through a tough stretch here and hopefully that's that's all clear so thanks again for the email tim once again you can email the show locked on byu at gmail.com some other questions coming in old school byu has been a longtime listener and he sent a, a list with multiple questions i told you we'd get to these over the weeks that were to come old school and i wanted to get to one today and that was in regards to the kicking game it says with old speaking of jake old the rm speaking of ryan rico 
and Danny Jones, it seems odd to have a rarely used punt specialist on scholarship. Is Danny ready to take the reins from Oldroyd, who turned out a good year punting-wise? Well, that's a great question, old school, because I don't know the answer to that, because I thought Danny Jones has not necessarily impressed on the field, but everything I've heard is he's actually been a pretty good teammate, by and large, to guys on the team. So we're talking a guy who's good in the locker room, has been good around the guys, obviously a kid who was converted over to playing punter after playing Aussie Rules football. We've interviewed him here on this podcast. He's a fun-loving guy, a great interview. But I think the Oldroyd has the inside track. I actually thought Jake was a better punter last year than he was a kicker. Uh, We'll find out if Ryan Recco, the return missionary who joined BYU this past winter, can turn out to be a guy that can challenge for the punt job. Uh, He was a better punter in high school than he was a kicker. His older brother, um, Austin Rico, currently in the XFL, formerly played in the Alliance of American Football as a punter. Former uh, Ray Guy Award winner, is it the... Is it the Ray Guy Award winner? I remember what the punting award is. He won that at Idaho. And Ryan Recco is a guy I think is going to be a guy who's going to open some eyes, hopefully, for BYU. You want to see him come in and really challenge for both kicking spots and really push Jake Oldroyd. But everything looks like at this point that Jake Oldroyd has the inside track at the punting job. And we'll see what shakes out with that. I think Danny Jones, it's going to be a senior year this year. You know the guys would like to get on the field, but he's going to have to work hard and really push Jake Oldroyd if he wants to take over that punting job and make it his. And we're about to find out. I think spring ball will go a long way towards telling us that, even though it won't necessarily be the most live reps, might push on into fall camp. But everything to me right now, old school, uh, seems to point to, I think that Jake Oldred has the inside track of both kicking and punting until otherwise we uh, see something else play out. All right, one final question this week comes from another loyal listener. That's our good friend Sean Broderick. Sean sent this in and says, what is the best athlete to come to BYU from overseas in any sport? Now, this is a great question because you can think of guys like Ziggy Ansah, who is from Ghana, that played for BYU football, ended up the number five pick in the NFL draft. Hasn't necessarily had the best pro career, but is a great player. If you really want to go back, for those of you old enough to remember him, Kreshemir Chosic, uh, former Yugoslavian star basketball player. My grandfather speaks of just the crazy things that Chosic was able to do on the basketball court, and he says he was the best basketball player in BYU basketball history. And my grandpa's watched from way back when until the current day. He's seen Danny Ainge. He's seen Jimmer Fredette. And he says Chosic, for his money, was the best basketball player he's ever seen in a BYU uniform. But the guy I'm going to nominate this week is a guy a little bit off the beaten track, but some of you who may remember this player will remember how great of an athlete he was. And that's Yosladier Calva from Cuba. He played for BYU Volleyball in the early 2000s, helped lead them to a national championship. He was six foot eight, I think, six foot nine, had something like a 45, 46 inch vertical. And it just seemed that he would just float in the air. You could watch him jump and you you could tell he's just like, okay, where am I going to smash this ball? And he'd just look around and then just hit it. You had guys jumping up and they come down and he's still floating in the air. I thought Yosladier was a great player, a guy that you don't see very often just in terms of just an overall athlete. I feel like he, just his build as well. He could have been a basketball player if he wanted to be. He was a well-built athlete. and So there's multiple players out there. I'm sure I'm missing many of them. There have been plenty of runners in the track and field game for BYU. Uh, plenty of golfers, etc. over the years that have been great. Mike Weir of Canadian International. Masters winner. Played for BYU Golf. Still lives here locally here in Utah. So there are a lot of former 
athletes from BYU and current athletes of BYU from overseas, but I think that Yoselader Calva is kind of an off-the-beaten-track nominee there, but I wouldn't count out guys like Ziggy Ansah or Kreshmer Chosic over the years, as well as a bevy of other talented players. There's been overseas uh, athletes have been good to BYU over the years, and here's hoping that going in on, on into the future, they continue to be so. So there you go. Some of the answers to your questions this week. Feel free to send them in once again. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Locked On Cougars. Follow us there. Also make sure to follow the follow myself, at Jacob C. Hatch, on Twitter, and weigh in with your thoughts via email like Tim did via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, a full schedule on a Thursday night for BYU sports, as well as looking ahead to the weekend and what where you can find BYU Cougar teams in action. We'll get to all of that here in just a minute. But before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, if you've been a listener to Locked On Cougars, I'm sure you've heard many of the great advertisers working with us over the years we've been doing this. But you may not know that Locked On Cougars is a great way for your local business or product to reach passionate BYU you fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners and not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with BYU fans that are predominantly male, that are well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company or product right here on Locked On Cougars. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word advertising to 33777 or visit Locked On Podcast podcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are we'll get our team with the locked on podcast network to help your team achieve locked on advertising success once again text the word advertising to 33777 or visit locked on podcast.com slash advertising and we look forward to hearing from you and working with you right here on locked on cougars all right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off on the hardwoods with women's basketball. They picked up a 60-39 to win over St. Mary's last night at the Marriott Center. Sarah Hampson joined her mo- mother and her older sister, Jennifer Hampson, as the third player in program history to reach 300 career blocks in that victory. It's cool to see Jennifer Hampson, who had 340 career blocks, and her mother, Tressa Spalding Hampson, is BYU's all-time career blocks leader with 494. Between the three of them, think of that, over over a thousand blocks in their three different playing careers and BYU women's basketball has been a beneficiary of the Hampson family and it's been awesome to see so women's basketball picks up a big win they'll be back in action tomorrow at home against Pacific there at the Marriott Center the game is scheduled for two o'clock tip off there in Provo the game will be broadcast live on BYU TV and also streamed on the BYU TV app if you want to watch the Cougars congratulations to them on that victory other notes for you guys before we go on today show is BYU student athletes yesterday I don't know how many of you saw this on social media across all sports participating in a Stitching Hearts worldwide event at the Smithfield House they were doing a number of service projects in conjunction with Honor Week yesterday more than 350 student athletes came together to create a variety of humanitarian relief items they'll be sent all over the world to help uh, people that have lost their homes because of fire natural disasters political unrest 300 backpacks 200 toys 25 teddy bears and 35 specially designed sleeping mats were made from plastic bags by the BYU student-athletes. And hey, 
my tip my cap to all the student athletes that participated in this. It's cool to see them getting things done in that regard. Women's softball picked up a three nothing victory in their first game of the Campbell Cartier Classic yesterday, shutting out host San Diego State. Arissa Paulson went the distance with the shutout. So congratulations to BYU women's softball on that three nothing win. They will be back in action today. Uh, they're in action early against in-state foes Southern Utah down there in San Diego at 11:30 a.m. Pacific time. That's 12:30 p.m. Mountain time. Followed by a matchup against Cal State Fullerton at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Best of luck to the women's softball team in action in both of those. We'll be tracking that for you over the weekend and keep you updated on how things go. The men's and women's track and field teams are in action in two different locations this week. Uh, part of the team is headed to Lubbock, Texas, while the rest of them are headed to the Husky Classic in Seattle, Washington. So best of luck to the women, men's and women's track and field teams at the Texas Tech Shootout and the Husky Classic this weekend. Women's tennis is in action today up in Logan, taking on in-state foe Utah State. So best of luck to the women's tennis team in action there. And then updating you guys real quick, men's baseball, BYU baseball begins their season today against West Coast Conference rival Gonzaga in Surprise, Arizona. It's kind of a funny setup here because BYU obviously will play Gonzaga in West Coast Conference play later on this season, but they're getting an early season look, the first look of the season against Gonzaga there at 5 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. Uh, The BYU Cougars app will have a radio broadcast, BYU Radio on 107.9 FM with Jason Shepard on the call. We'll have that game for you. And looking forward to seeing how BYU baseball does this season. I think that the Cougars, they're on track to have a good year this year despite having a very young team. I think there's a lot of talent in talking with guys like Jason Shepard. I think the Cougars... They're being a little underrated coming into this. They've won three of the last four West Coast Conference titles. As we said, they got the most first place votes from the coaches in the preseason poll, but did not necessarily win the first place overall because of the points, how they were tallied. So it will be interesting to see how the Cougars do this season, but they begin things tonight against Gonzaga, and they play uh, two games tomorrow as well. So best of luck to the BYU baseball program. Looking forward to tracking them this season. Final notes for you from today's show include uh, men's volleyball, number two in the country, number one in the media poll. They are in Phoenix, Arizona to face off against MPSF foe Grand Canyon at GCU Arena. That'll be at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. There'll be a live stream link. You can go to BYUCougars.com and watch the Cougars in action there. And there you go. That's everything that's going on this weekend. A BYU women's softball finish off play in San Diego against San Diego State once again tomorrow afternoon if you want to watch that as well with BYU men's basketball also in action. So if you wanted to make it a double header you could go watch BYU women's softball play at San Diego State then just make the short drive over to the University University of San Diego to watch the BYU men's basketball program play at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. You can make that a thing happen if you're in Southern California, if you're so inclined to watch two games for BYU sports. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. It's been a blast with you guys all week long. We'll be back next week, obviously. We're here with you every day during the work week. Hope you guys have a great three-day weekend. Enjoy the holiday. Uh, Monday, obviously, President's Day, a fun time to sit back with family. And, of course, we'll be covering all the BYU sports for you all week long like we normally do beginning on Monday once again. Thanks again for joining us. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really does help get the word out about the podcast and build the audience. Make sure to check out Spavia. If you need that last-minute gift or you just need a gift in general, call Spavia, 801-424-7566. They're right there in Sandy, offering the five-star spa resort feel at a luxury price. It's great prices and they do the best of the best. So check it out guys. Thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked on Cougars for February 14th, 2020. Happy Valentine's Day to you guys. We will talk to you on Monday.